It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Michael, Michael Reed, Reed on, on LMFM. Before we speak to Jim Wells, let's hear Sinn Féin's Pierce Doherty speaking to me yesterday about the deal that Sinn Féin struck with Brandon Lewis that saw Edwin Poots fall on his Irish language sword. Sixteen years ago, I came back from St Andrews after the negotiations there. We had secured a commitment from the British government to implement an Irish Language Act. Uh, in each of the negotiations since, we have been pushing them to actually deliver on that. They have refused to do so. What mm. this is, very clearly, Michael, is skilled Sinn Féin negotiation. It is skilled leadership under the leadership of Mary Lou Macdonald and Michelle O'Neill. That w- That is sending a very clear signal to the DUP and those who refuse to implement rights and recognise that change Mm. needs to happen and while they may try to delay it, they will not stop it and we will always find ways around it and we have taken the the British government to a position uh, to actually deliver on those rights for the people in the north. That's Pierce Doherty yesterday. Jim Wells, DUP MLA for South Down, joins us now. Good morning to you and thanks for joining us. I was saying at the start of the programme, a week is set to be a long time in politics, uh, but the events of the last 24 hours could fill volumes of encyclopedias. Uh, Michael, I've been at, um, in politics for 46 years. I've been in MLA for 27 years, and yesterday was the most dramatic day that I've ever experienced the DUP didn't have an election for 50 years. Now we're going to have two elections for leadership in 50 days. I, I'm absolutely shell-shocked about what has happened. You and I have covered some very dramatic events in our time um, on your show, but this has to be perhaps the most dramatic. Yeah, how concerned are you? Honestly, well, because, I mean, there's I'm a lot very, to be worried about, uh, isn't there? On a human level, I am concerned for Edwin. I think he... Uh, had a baptism of fire with a, with a capital F, I have to say. Mm. He was uh, thrown into the, the melting pot and so many things have happened, many of them completely outside his control. He's had a torrid uh, <laughs> weeks um, at, uh, as leader and unfortunately he, he made a misjudgment yesterday which has led to his leadership only lasting mm. for 21 days. Uh, and that misjudgment was nominating Paul Given as uh, First Minister and it comes back to what I was speaking to you about. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 
not not really. No, okay. it wasn't so much the fact that he decided to nominate Paul Given. It was that the the MPs and MLAs wanted time to consider the nature of the deal that was negotiated at one o'clock in the morning, eleven hours earlier. And what they're simply saying is, hold off until Monday. Let us get time to look and consult on this deal, and then if possible, proceed on Monday if we agree. But the problem was that Edwin was most insistent that it went ahead immediately, given what all of 10 hours consultation. Mm. But if things had gone ahead, following that skilled negotiation that we heard about uh, from Pierce Doherty's point of view a moment ago with Brandon Lewis, uh, there would have been no way of looking on it. Uh, other than to say that the DUP was facilitating an Irish Language Act. The, D- the DUP have great concerns about an Irish Language Act. As I've said to you time, many times before, and I know your listeners would have difficulty understanding that, mm. the Irish language is a very toxic issue in Northern Ireland. It's an issue that divides the community right down the middle. Some see it as a cultural expression, others see it as a political weapon. Uh, and, and the difficulty was that Sinn Féin had cherry-picked one out of 62 implementation points in the New Decade New Approach document, had run to Westminster, to a parliament in which they refused to sit, and demanded that, that their pet project was implemented and the rest mm-hmm. simply sit on the shelf. Now, and they, and they got their way. But, but they got their way. I mean, they, they well, did... They got the, they did well, they the deal did, with Brandon Lewis, way. and I mean, I, I, I was suggesting to you that that was going to be the outcome one way or another last time we spoke. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> and if you went to the uh, electorate in May uh, in office with the introduction of a, an Irish Language Act, people were, are, were undoubtedly going to say to you, how did you allow it to happen? Well, what happened was that Sinn Féin went to a parliament that they didn't recognise, they didn't, don't attend, and demanded that the Irish Language Act be implemented. Oh, believe and, me, and I, believe me I, was, I was asking Piers Doherty yesterday why he was relying on British rule to make this happen. Uh, he I, did, I heard you. Okay. But the point here is that it's happened. One way or another, it's happened. Yeah. And now you have, we have to, you have this dilemma have now. Where, where do you go from here? Because Brandon Lewis is committed to this. Well, first of all, just being it happened doesn't mean we have to accept it. And secondly, we need to let the Westminster government know on no uncertain terms that if, if Sinn Féin can simply run cap in hand to London every time they don't get what they want in London, that totally undermines devolution and, and stormment in the Northern Ireland Assembly. Why do we need to be there? Yeah. If Sinn Féin can get what they want by, by going over our heads, yeah. what is the purpose of sitting there as an MLA or a minister? I, I think that's a valid argument. It's a scary argument, though. But it does mean if you give, we've given to way to them on gay marriage, we've given way to yeah. them on the issue of same-sex marriage and the protocol, and now they've got their way, apparently, on an Irish Language Act. Yeah. Now, that is simply not on, and that's what the concern was amongst MLAs yesterday, that they wanted time to consider and to consult on the implications of what was a very serious situation. But that's why this is so scary, because this is potentially the end of power sharing, and if that is the case, what then? First of all, uh, what we need to do is elect a new leader, and that's a two-week process. Uh, that person will then have a very difficult task of banging together all of the various disparate elements of the party and creating a unified force. And then he needs to go back to Brandon Lewis and say, look, this has to be debated and dealt with by Stormont, along with the 61 other 
implementation points within the new decade, new approach. They'd be extra policing, the health service, new roads. So, so many issues which have been abandoned for one pet project. We didn't sign up to an Irish language act. We signed up to 62 separate policies mm. and the rest have been totally ignored. Okay. I mean, I'm not arguing these points with you. I'm just wondering what's going to happen uh, with power sharing, what's going to happen with devolution, what's going to happen in the absence of any of those things, uh, if that is the case, or or where is the solution? The DUP will elect a a new leader, as you say, in the next two weeks. Uh, And then will you nominate uh, First Minister uh, as long as this deal that Sinn Féin has struck with Brandon Lewis holds? Well, I do not want the deal that has been struck with Brandon mm. Lewis to hold. Yeah. We've made that very clear in Parliament yesterday. We want to elect a new leader and we want to go back, with, with that mandate, he will go back to the Secretary of State uh, and to London and say, this is a matter that's going to have to be dealt with internally in Northern Ireland. You cannot uh, intervene and go over the heads of elected representatives if you want the evolution to continue. So there's, there's serious issues to be dealt with. But the point was, there wasn't enough time to deal with them yesterday. And that's where I think where Edwin, unfortunately, made a fatal mistake because he had so much talent and ability mm-hmm. and a vision as to where the party should go. It's just such a pity he wasn't given the time to implement it. OK. Be that as it may, we are where we are, as the phrase goes. Uh, will you be able to stand over uh, nominating a first minister if that deal remains in place? I think that there's very serious doubts as to whether we can do that. Very serious doubts. Yeah. And I think we're going to have to plot a new course. That this has to stop. They're running to a parliament you don't recognise, you don't sit in and you repudiate, demanding they give you your goodies whilst everything else is left to fester. That can't continue. And I think we are in uncharted waters here in so many levels. But that's why it's important we get the new leader in quickly mm. and we sit down and plot our way through what is a very difficult obstacle course. I accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the, at the end of the day, we have to put a line in the sand, not so much on the principle of Irish language, but on the principle that whatever is decided for Northern Ireland people must be decided at Stormont, mm. not in London. Well, well, what's the time frame uh, in terms of finding a solution? Uh, there was a, a week, wasn't there, after Arlene Foster's resignation um, before an election would be called or most likely called by Brandon Lewis. So where are we at now? Oh, we're not. Remember, we do have a first minister in place. Mm. We have an executive in place. There's no, there's no crisis in that sense. Okay. So, they, and they remain there whilst we uh, nominate our and vote for our new leader. Right. So there's, there's, there's no, there's no election being called at the moment, none whatsoever. Mm. But you're not, you're, you're not comfortable in government uh, uh, under the circumstances. At the same time, most definitely not because mm. of the, the, the huge precedent that is just about to be set. Okay, so so, um, so 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 there's no crisis, but that is a, a temporary situation. It is a temporary situation, there, and there's so much negotiation that's now going to have to be undertaken over the next few weeks as to how to deal with this crisis. And it is a crisis mm-hmm. that basically the power of Stormont has been usurped. As I said to you the other day, if Galway County Council had a dispute and they couldn't make a decision on a road, would they expect one of the parties to run to Leinster House and demand that they implement the decision? Mm. If they did that, that would undermine totally the democratic basis of that council. So similarly in Northern Ireland, if this is allowed to happen, people will say, well, why would we bother to vote for MLAs when you're utterly powerless? Mm. 
Okay, well, I think everybody will be hoping that there is a, a solution, a, a solution that will be to everybody's satisfaction and uh, well, will be to the betterment of all of the people on the island. I think the one thing we can guarantee, Michael, is that you as Ireland's leading local radio presenter and I will be having a lot of discussions about this over the next few weeks. Well, I'll always look forward to talking to you, Jim Wells, uh, and thank you indeed for joining us this morning. That's uh, Jim Wells, DUP, MLA for South Down. Michael Reed on LMFM. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.